3: Welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, January 18th, 2022. And there's at least one thing we can say with confidence. The market is almost always unpredictable. And it certainly is interesting. You can't, you know, people think that they can tell where the market's going. It's it's very difficult. Now I can give you Causes or general reasons why it should go up or shouldn't go up, or or reasons why the the market is overpriced or underpriced. I can tell you all those things, but I can't predict where it's going to go. I can tell you history that the market generally goes up. That's its history. Goes up eight to ten percent a year on average. That's the history of the market. Okay, but I can't tell you what it's going to do in the future. I can tell you, for instance, that the Fed's made a sea change in their position, meaning that the market is now going to be having headwinds for some time of rising interest rates and a reduced of liquidity in the system. I can tell you that, but I can't tell you where the market's going to be tomorrow, the next day, or next week, next month, next year. I can't tell you that. No one can, by the way. So, if the market dynamics today and over the past few weeks aren't telling you that something's really... Changing and what's what what we're seeing, then I don't know how to how to tell you differently because you're not watching the market, you're not paying attention. We are in a sea change of what's happening. Does that mean the market's going to crash? No, I'm not telling you that. I'm just telling you that there's now a headwind that the market has to face, and it's done this before. It's not impossible, and it's not going to you know, tell you that the market's going to crash and you got to avoid it. No, nothing at all. That's not it at all. Uh, That just tells you that we have to just realize the differences and the changes. This change is pretty significant. I'm talking about liquidity by the Fed, the change. The inflation change, we haven't seen that in quite some time. That's a change. And we certainly haven't seen COVID. How many... How many years, you have to go back to what, 1918, 1917, when it was the Spanish flu? I mean, so a sea change of things. So how do you react to it? What should you do? That's what we're here for, to help you answer. We will help you chart the course through this very volatile times we're going to be in. So, again, and as we state every, every show... Independent thinking and shared success is our mission statement. We will share our knowledge with you. We'll think independently and try to give you some good, solid advice. Okay, so we're live now. We're ready to take your calls. We will, occur, we will certainly provide you with the facts as we know them, as we can share them with you. But we're live. Time to give us a call. eight 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 ninety nine chart is our number. 888-992-4278. We're live 4 to 5 Pacific time. And you can always leave your question. If you can't call us now, you can always leave our question in the voice bank, and we will answer that question on the next show. All right, now we have a couple live callers. Let's go to Thomas in Santa Cruz.
1: Hi, Thomas. Hi, how's it going? Good. Thanks for the call. Oh, uh, yes. Um, I'm calling about MTTR Matterport. Okay. I uh, love the company, and I'd like to see... Uh, your opinion on it um it has gone up and it's gone down and i'd like to hold this for a long uh, long term i really like the company uh come from a real estate family and i believe in it so i'm hoping that uh you believe in it too love to hear your opinion okay
3: this is Mataport inc class a shares symbol is mttr mttr provides 3D Data Platform to Design, Build, Promote, and Manage Homes, Offices, Hotels, Factories, and Shops. It's a $3 billion company. It's fairly new. came out in March of uh, 2021, Uh, so what, 10 months ago. It doesn't make money. It hasn't made money yet. Sales growth is uh, uh, 10% in the most recent quarter, which was September. We haven't got the latest earnings yet. Before, that was 21%. Before, that was 108% um so it's so new it's hard to know where it's going to go uh it's growing its sales so i can't tell you what the value is this is a very high risk play for you cash flow is 25 cents a share they're gonna lose 26 cents a share next year they lost 23 cents a share they're going to lose 23 cents a share this year 2021 next year being 2022 which is this year really and last year, 2020, they lost 29 cents a share. So they're not making any money. So for me, I would not invest in this because it's too risky uh, and they don't make money. You know my philosophy. If you listen to me any length of time, company doesn't make money. You can still buy it, but you should only, part. Of, it should be a very small part of your portfolio because this is the very high risk part of your portfolio. And that's how it would look at this stock. Thanks for the call. Good luck with it. I hope it works for you, Thomas. Uh, let's go to Jacob in the Bay Area. Hi, Jacob.
1: Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. So uh, news broke today that uh, Microsoft bought Activision, and it yep. caused the stock to run up about 28% or so. Yep. Um, I got two questions for you. So once that deal closes, are the Activision shares going to now become uh, Microsoft shares? And since I already own Microsoft, should I just get rid of the Activision share since it's already made its run?
3: Uh, okay, those are two good questions. Okay, so usually in a buyout, I don't know the terms other than it was billions of dollars, right? But I don't know if it was like you know five uh, one Microsoft share for every two Activision or whatever deal they have, or was it some shares of Microsoft and cash? You know, I don't. I, I didn't see that. I didn't read the the actual proposed deal but the activision shares will disappear into microsoft okay so if it was all uh, a, sh- a stock swap kind of deal then you'll get you will get more microsoft shares or it could be stock and cash or it could be all cash in which you'll just get cash after the second question should you sell well if you like the deal uh, and you like the combination and I think it all has to do with the metaverse, don't you think that? Jacob the, the yeah, metaverse uh, I think
1: that
3: yeah. yeah yeah. And for those people who don't know what the metaverse is, you, you might want to start you know brushing up some knowledge on what the metaverse is. and I think that's what this is all about. Uh, Microsoft getting into the metaverse in a big way at some point. I kind of like the deal. I own Microsoft uh, in my personal 401k, and I'm not going to get rid of it. Um, If you own Activision, if I get shares of Microsoft, I probably keep it. But generally, when company A buys company B and company B stock goes up, you should sell that stock because it's not going to go up any higher. It may not go up. It might go up a little bit more, but the best news is out. Uh, on Activision now and if you you this would be the time to take your profits if that's what your inclination is. Jacob, congratulations for owning Activision. Appreciate the call. Thank you. We're moving into a quick break. I am here and taking your financial investment questions. This is your chance to get your questions in. You can interact with me interact with me personally if you want. You don't have to, but if you want, call 888 99 chart
0: Got a portfolio to grow and protect. So get your finance and investment questions together and call Steve Peasley and Justin Klein. They're ready with their unbiased answers. Talk 888-99-CHART.
3: 888-992-4278. Love to talk to you. And we got some calls. Jeffrey in El Paso. Hi, Jeffrey.
2: Hi, Steve. Hope you had a great long weekend. I'm uh, calling about uh, InMode Picker, uh-huh. India, November, Mike, Delta. It's a uh, Israeli growth stock in the um, cosmetic surgery medical device space. was wondering if you think it's a um, growth at a reasonable price. Uh, okay. tick at the uh, 25 dollars or PE.
3: Okay. Let's take a look. In mode limited, I, M, M, D as a dog. Israel's seller of radio frequency devices used in minimally and non-invasive cosmetic procedures for women's health. Okay. Um, I've seen this company before. They make good money, and they they're doing quite well. Uh, they made money for a number of years. Uh, two thousand twenty-one, they're going to come in at $1.96, up from $1. a dollar six the year before, and then two thousand twenty-two, this year, they're going to go up to two o six. That's about a five percent. But sales are doing really good. Sales uh, in September. We still don't have the fourth quarter yet, but in the September quarter. They grew 58% before that, 184%. The quarter before that, 62%. So this is a growth stock, everybody. And, of course, it's gone from $8 during the COVID debacle to close to $100, and now it's at $47. So it's come way back down. So they're going to make $2.06. $47 means it's a 23 PE, which is not... Which is not a bad value for the growth that it's, it's it's having and it expects. It's a pretty decent value, and I will say this: around forty three to forty four dollars looks like pretty strong support. I might wait till it stops going down because it's still falling, and we have a market that's weak. So I might want to wait a while to see see that uh, that it's hit a bottom. I mean, it could go down to the low 30s before that happens. But it looks like it's going to want to settle in here to me. And it's got, at, the, at this price, Jeffrey, it's a good value. Okay? IMMD, Emode Limited. Let's go to Kyle, Wisconsin. Hi, Kyle.
2: Hey,
1: Steve. How you doing? Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. I'm looking at Yeti. I wonder what you think about it.
3: Well, Yeti, if, I don't know if everybody's familiar with it, but they design, manufacture, marketing, innovative, and and outstanding outdoor products. So I think the most, I guess the most common thing that people know about is their ice chests. Is that is that is that, would that be fair to say, Kyle?
1: Um, I think it's a popular one. I see a lot of it just all over common handheld stuff now, too. Uh-huh huh
3: I think they got a great brand I think that they, they if they brand this right and I think they are I think they're doing a really brilliant job with their branding with the Yeti brand and uh, I think it's showing in their and their earnings and sales and everything else this also is a growth stock uh September quarter grew 23 percent before the before the quarters before that was 45 42 26 so another growth stock um Um, they don't have hardly any debt, which is I like a lot. Management owns 3%. It's a $6 billion company, going to make $2.96 this year, 2022, up 17% from last year, which was up 35% from the year before. And it's a $68 stock. So you look at what, a 22, 23 PE? And that's right in the middle of its range. The range is 13 to 45. Return on equity is very good at 80%. I'd i like it. Uh, it's coming down like all the growth stocks are getting hit. Really, they're really taking on the chin these days because of what's because we have a sea change out of bed and you know we're tightening up. The growth stocks get hurt the most. But if I think it's one that can set itself up to be a very good buy, um, and I think it has a lot of. Strong support in the sixty-two to sixty-five dollar area, and it's at sixty-eight. So I'm hoping it's coming close to its bottom, and this is, and this is where if it settles here, I I still just like the previous caller. I probably wait to make sure it settles down before I before I step in. But I do like this stock. I like the company. I like the brand. I like their sales. Okay. Joe in New York, you're going to gonna have to wait. I'm sorry. If you wait till after break, you'll be first up right after this break. So uh, please hold on. It's a very busy Invest talk. We've had nonstop calls, and we like it. We're heading into a break, everybody. I'll return and answer any and all your questions. 888-99-CHART. Joe from New York. Just hang on.
0: Invest Talk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email. Would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for Invest Talk at iTunes. And be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. Eight
3: eight eight ninety nine. 99 chart. We're going to talk to Joe in New York. Thanks for waiting, Joe. Appreciate it.
1: Hey, Just want to say, love you guys. Thank you. Um, So, recently, as of 2022, our job was acquired by a larger company. Okay. This means that our 401k brokerage went from John Hancock to Fidelity. Yes. We can select the individual stocks we'd like for our 401k plan. I'm 31 years old. I'm looking for about another 36 to 37 years in with this company. Okay. Any advice on what I should put in terms of my long-term 401k portfolio?
3: Okay. Yes. Now you uh, you you're switching from Gen Hong Han- to Fidelity. And in Fidelity, you're, you get to choose the, uh you get to choose what do they call the private. Uh, they they have a system where you can buy and sell stocks instead of the mutual funds they offer. That's what you're saying. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. So you get to buy a group of stocks. So this is a great opportunity going to be presented to you because until this year is going to be kind of volatile, and so you can buy a number of stocks. And I would suggest you buy between fifteen and twenty five different stocks, different sectors. But start building a list of those companies you really like, and they're going. They're likely, you're going to get a nice pullback. And you're already seeing in the high-growth stocks, but I think the market's going to be volatile, and you'll have an opportunity to buy those stocks at a pretty good discount to the price they are now, right now. If you can be patient, there will be a recession. And when that happens, stock market generally collapses 20 to 35% beforehand. It can collapse more than that, but generally that's what happens, and that's the best time to buy stocks. Then you pick up all your cheap stock. And most people are afraid to do that. That that's the biggest, the hardest lesson for me to teach anybody is to buy when they're sellers. And sell when they're buyers. Buy when they're sellers. When everybody hates the market, that's when you buy. The market goes up on average 10% a year. But there's our years when it goes down 20, 30, 50%, and there's years it goes up hundred percent right but the average is 10%. So if I can convince you to you know be patient, pick up the start developing a list of stocks, bigger bigger companies, don't buy just all these high growth tiny companies. Buy some bigger companies and have a few of those high growth tiny companies that you like, but mostly bigger blue chip dividend paying with growth type of stocks. Okay? And you will do fine. You'll do very well if you can if you just buy right. Okay? Joe, good luck with that. I hope it works for you. My focus point today is based on the story, are specs, special purpose acquisition companies, specs, a racket? Remember, uh, those are those companies that go public, and they are spec companies. And I don't think too many people know a lot about them, how they actually work. Well, I'm going to give you some little details about how they actually work. Is it a racket? Is it a good investment? What is it? What's going on? So we'll talk about that. Uh, my trivia question today concerns tax myths. Do you know how to recognize them? That's going to be up at the halfway point of the show. And I want to talk about the interest rate. Do you see what the 10-year Treasury did today? I want to talk about um, the oils oil and prices continuing to to rise and why why are they going up not just there's specific reasons and i'm going to talk about cryptocurrency regulations that are coming around i don't know if i want to talk about the regulations because we don't know what they are going to be yet but i want to talk about cryptocurrencies and give you some try to uh give you some facts of what they really are i had lunch with several of my nieces and nephews this this uh, this weekend and I asked them, what's cryptocurrency? And they didn't have a very good answer. And these are teenagers or just in their early 20s. And I asked them, do you know what mining cryptocurrencies or mining uh, 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 Bitcoin, what that means? They don't have a clue. So I'm hoping maybe we can explore that a little bit, and get us a little bit more knowledgeable on that. 888-99-CHARTERS, our number, the market was down, that was down 543 points, that's 1.5%. The NASDAQ down 387, that's 2.6%, and the S P down 86 points, or 1.84%. The reason why I'm giving you the percentages, I'm saying I'm telling you that the NASDAQ went a full percentage down more than the average stock, and that's gross stocks. Okay so we know and I've been telling you this is the you know this is the time whenever the Federal Reserve has a change in policy like we're seeing where interest rates are going to rise rising interest rates hurt growth stocks more than anybody else when the money's really really loose and just flowing it helps growth stocks a lot okay now we started the new year but soon you'll have to get ready for filing taxes 2021 taxes time coming up. So as you go to break, here's my trivia question. Can you list four or five of the biggest tax myths that is, if believed, can confuse things for taxpayers? There's myths out there that people believe that there are myths. They're not true. So after break, I'll supply the answer. But for now, the phone lines are open. 888-99-CHART.
2: Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today.
0: The stock market is volatile. It's constantly changing. So how are you positioned? Is your portfolio properly balanced or are you taking unnecessary risks? You can get guidance anytime for free if you go to investtalk.com and take the brief risk alize quiz.
3: 888 chart I did ask a trivia question before the break. Can you list four or five of the biggest tax myths that if believed, can confuse things for taxpayers, and some of the people believe this, these things. Believe it or not, I mean, I think you're going to find it hard to believe this. Someone would believe it. And one of them is, if you can't afford to pay your tax bill, don't file a return. <laughs> that is a very bad mistake. You still have to file a return, even if you can't pay your taxes. Now, remember, there are options. They have plans. You can call IRS, and they, you know, there are plans if you qualify for a Payment plan or extensions they have that. But you still have to file. Okay, filing filing is not optional. Now, I say that, but you know, there are times when you don't have to file. Generally, you don't need to file a tax return if your standard deduction is greater than your income. So if you don't make any money, you don't have to file a return. But you got to be really careful. Make sure you check with the IRS. They have a tool on their website. That might help you with that. Making mistakes will crush your credit. That's not true. You know, making a mistake on your tax return and owing more money, none of that appears on any tax reports, I mean, on any credit reports of any kind. What does appear on the credit, court, credit report, if you file a return and you agree to a payment plan and then you don't pay the payment plan, then you start falling behind on that payment plan, that Falling behind will show up on your credit score. Okay? And another one is state filing is optional. State filing is optional. So there's only, I think, six states. Yeah, six states that you don't have to file a state tax return. They are Alaska, Florida, Nevada, South Dakota, Texas, and Washington. Every other state you have to file. Okay, you can ask for extensions, but you still have to file. Okay. Remember, if you need more time, even with the IRS or the state you're in, they'll give you more time. But they you know, if you owe taxes, they may charge you interest on the money that you're not pay you didn't pay on time. So that is possible. Probable, not just possible. So let's go to another live call. Let's talk to Sid in Canada. How are you doing, Sid? Hey Steve, good evening. I'm doing good.
1: Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. Uh, I want to ask a question about quantum space, and I remember you talking a couple of months back when one of the listeners asked this question, uh, the stock price was around 25, 26, and you said that you are not worried even if it goes down to 20, which is today now almost below 20. Yep. Do you think, and uh, I, I own uh, 1 or 2% of my portfolio this month, but do you think uh, this is still a good price to add some more?
3: I do actually, I it, really. uh, and I did add some more. I bought some in my my personal IRA, my personal four hundred one k at this price twenty dollars. Um, but again, I, it's a very small piece of my overall portfolio. And you know what you really want to know is why is it going down? And one of the reasons is there is a competitor that came went public just recently. And they have—they think they have the same solution as QuantumScape has, and they're supported by Ford and the Ford and one other big automaker. Was it GM? I don't and you know they think they have the same solution as QuantumScape with different material, uh, but as far as the solution to making a solid-state battery, so that putting a little downward pressure on QuantumScape's. Uh, Stock price. I think that's what's happening, anyways. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the company. It's something solid, solid. Is it LPID? Some... Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, that, I think L-P-I-D. that that's yeah. why. And I'm thinking, well, maybe I should buy a few of those shares too. I think it's like eight yeah, or nine dollars a share. I'm
1: just thinking of policy here, just like a vaccine, right? We had so many companies: Pfizer, AstraZeneca. Right. They were all trying different, different solutions, but at the end of the day, you never know who will
4: first right. cross
1: the line. And similarly, in the electric vehicles and battery fields, also uh, could be the similar that's, thing. That's exactly day, my thinking. Will
3: be a Sid, I'm thinking the exact same thing. I don't know if Quantum Escape is going to be the only winner. Maybe I should you know, spread it around. I think I might, by the way. I do. Thanks for the call, Sid. I appreciate it. QuantumScape QS is a symbol, everybody. Have no money. Don't make money. Not going to make money for years. Yeah, It's a big, big roll-on-the-dice kind of stock, and I want you to be very, very careful about adding it if you think about adding it. Make sure it's a very small portion of your portfolio. Very small. It's very high risk. My focus point today is based on a story behind SPACs special purpose acquisition companies is it a racket well okay i think everybody knows that they've been pretty popular of recent instead of going to an ipo regular ipo where it's offered to the public spac companies are already public companies they're called the special purpose uh, i think may ask, special purpose companies and what they do is they set these things up and then they exchange the shares from the private company for the public spec company, and they, that's a way they become public. That private company becomes public. And there's reasons why they do this, and I'm not going to get into the reasons why they do it, but I think one of the reasons is that it makes a fortune for certain individuals, certain people, certain companies, more than going to IPO. Okay, what do I mean? Well, for instance, there's like a bunch of people involved, right? There's the promoters, the fees to do it, the warrants. There's different people get different parts of the company for the putting this thing together. So the promoters of these shares, these spec shares that merged with another company, uh, they get about 24% of the shares. The fees, this would go to maybe the... the uh, The banking institution, the public, Goldman Sachs or somebody, whoever helps them put this together, that's 10%. Warrants are the people get awarded warrants to buy the stock at a later date at a certain low price, that equals about 7%. That means a total cost before you and me, the public, get the shares is about 43%. I think that's ridiculously high. We don't even want to pay anything for a mutual fund for no commissions at all. We don't want to pay anything for that. How much do you pay for an IPO? Well, you probably have the the, the 10% fees because of hiring a Goldman Sachs or somebody to take you public. But basically, that you probably have other fees, but that's about what it is. These things are really expensive. So just letting you know. Doesn't mean they're bad. It just means that other people are getting in their getting in their pocket more than you you're getting yours if you're gonna buy a spec company. Okay. Okay, um, when people take the time to answer a question or an- do a survey, I'm sorry, doing a survey on a Vest Talk podcast on iTunes, we try to get to their questions quickly if they want us to answer one. So here's one, Nick. What do you think of NET, Cloudflare? I bought it in 2020, and I'm trying to decide whether to sell it. Okay, so let's take a look at that company. The symbol is NET. Okay, let me pull that back up, my software here. NET. Oh, no, no, come on. NET. Cloudflare, Inc., Uh, uh, develop software for, for firewall, routing, traffic optimization, load balancing, and other network services. It's a $30 billion company that doesn't make money. So I can tell you right there I don't like that. Next year, they're going to make a penny a share as a $93 stock because sales are growing 50%, very 50% or more, 50 55% for the last Eight quarters. That's why, that's why it's so costly. But I wouldn't buy it. It's kind of falling hard, just like all the growth stocks. It was two hundred twenty-one dollars uh, in November. Today is ninety-three. So you have to ask your question: Is it done falling? That's really the question: Is it done falling? Well, I don't think you should try to guess at that. Yeah, I think you should wait for it to stop falling and start moving back up. So don't be interested. I wouldn't buy the stock because it doesn't make money. And making a penny a share doesn't thrill me, and I don't care about being fifty percent growth because you know there's competitors in the space. How can a company be worth thirty billion dollars and only make a, and only sell one hundred seventy-two million dollars worth of services a quarter? Those numbers are just astronomically expensive. They're selling for forty times book value. Remember, we like to buy something that's at book value or no more than two times book value. That's even expensive. And this is 40 times. No, not for me. Okay. I recently uh, had a friend recommend a ticket symbol. This is another one from San Diego. Same. uh, He did a uh, a, a review on iTunes as well. I recently had a friend recommend the ticket symbol O. Okay. That's in REIT. That's a real estate. That's a... REIT that acquires retail properties leads to regional, national retail chain operator, operators located in 49 states. Realty Income Corp. I am a Sandy, I, I am in San Diego and have a rental and primary home. I don't have exposure to a REIT. Curious of your thoughts. Okay. Um, they're very consistent. They make money, made money for a long time. Sales growth has been in the single digits. In the recent quarters, it got into the double digits. They're going to make $3.94 this year. They made three fifty seven dollars last year. And a REIT, remember, has to pay 90% of their earnings, 90% of their earnings in the form of dividend to you, the shareholder. So that means they're paying about 4.2% last year is what they paid. It's a $69 stock, $4, $4 shares. So that tells you, um, you know, the P.E. is what? Um... Uh, I'm going to say it's you know it's going to run uh, you know about average. Their, their, their five year range is 11 to 25, based on last year's earnings is 20 PE. So that's a little pricey for me. Um, I I like the dividend, and that would be the only reason I buy it uh, because I think the sales growth is probably going to fall. I mean, it probably will have sales growth. It just won't be as strong as it has been. And they don't have a lot of debt, which is good. Management owns one percent, which is very good. And mutual funds are net buyers in the last years, which is also good. So it's a good, solid one of the one of the better REITs. Uh, I'm kind of not keen on the retail space, and it's a retail uh, regional retail REIT. It's just not because Amazon I'm just not keen on that space for some reason. But this is a very good company. Don't get me wrong here. Okay, uh, let's see. <clears throat> we started a new year. You may or may not go uh, have gone through the process of aligning your portfolio with our current with the current reality we're living in. You may have done that, uh, but I think, I think it's I think it's worth taking a minute or two. Let's talk about the benefits Justin Klein are provide for our clients and for any potential clients out there. We have to remember we 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 try to put our money where our mouth is. We believe in buying the same thing for ourselves as our clients at the same price, same time, and everything else. We want to be on the same side of the table as our clients. So we provide unbiased guidance. We call it parallel investing when we buy the same things for our clients, same percentage, same price. Um, we try to provide a variety of strategies for our clients in case they want to be very risky or not very risky. We have a variety of them depending on what you want. You can pick and choose and mix and match if you wish. Um, uh, I encourage you to let us take a look at your portfolio as well. We'll do it for free. There's no cost or obligation. Let us take a look and see what you have. We'll give you our opinion of it. And see if it matches up with your risk tolerance. See if that's really what you think you have is what you do have. A lot of people don't understand how much risk they are taking or risk they're not taking. They don't They don't know because it's not their job. It's our job. So I think if you want a no-obligation discussion with us, all you do is go to investtalk.com, send us an email, say you want a portfolio review, and we'd be happy to do it for you. And we'll start that process and set up a time to eventually meet and talk with you. Okay? We want to help you. We really do. We'll help you. So let's get back to Invest Talk Voice Bank. Remember, the phone lines never close. 888-99-CHART.
1: Hey, Stephen Justin. This is Mary in North Carolina. I was wondering what y'all think about Coinbase at this valuation, ticker symbol C-O-I-N. Thanks a lot. Listen to it on the pod. Okay, Coinbase
3: Global Inc. Class A shares develops platforms to invest in and in use of crypto assets for retail users, institutions, and ecosystem partners. Okay, it's a forty-seven billion dollar company. Uh, for a company that's been uh, back in March of last year, that's when IPO. Uh, it's selling way below its IPO price at two hundred twenty-two dollars a share. The first day, let's see if I can give you the price on the first day of the IPO. The first day, it got up to, what, $450 a share or so? And now it's 220 So, So uh, should you get in it? Uh, too risky. We don't know anything much about it. Sales growth is pretty strong. It's a very high-growth company and very risky. Very, very risky. So uh, I I wouldn't do it. I would not. This is InvestTalk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here, to help you achieve financial freedom. And our work continues after the break, so get your questions in now, 888-99-CHART. This is InvestTalk.
0: For serious investors, it's all about achieving financial freedom. That's why the unbiased guidance offered by Steve and Justin is so valuable. The Invest Talk Anytime listener lines are open now, and Steve and Justin welcome your questions. Call 888-99-CHART.
3: 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Richard in the Bay Area. How you doing, Richard?
1: Hi, Steve. Doing well. How about
3: you? I'm doing well. I appreciate the call, and... Had a nice long weekend,
1: so that's great. All right. Thanks. I'm uh, calling about Southern uh, not Southern, uh, Southern Copper Company. Right. Um, I just looked at it from a copper uh, ETF. I found it in a copper ETF. I do have FCX, and it's done okay. well, and I oh. want to add to my uh, commodities. Um So I looked at that one, and I don't know if I'm going to chase it at this point because it's done uh, relatively well, or is it a good buy at this point as well?
3: Yeah, we've been talking about commodities now, I guess, for less than a year, but not quite a year. Uh, This is a spot kind of where you want to be, the commodities sector. And I still believe that. I think they they have a ways to go in general. And, but you can still pick a wrong company. Don't think you can. But I do like the commodity sector. There's still relative value, even though they've done pretty well. They're still pretty value. For this for this one, the next year PE is like 17, 18. And the five-year range is 13 to 32. Turn equity is 22%. This is Southern Copper Corporation, everybody. SCCO, the mining of copper and operates mining, smelting, and refining facilities in Peru and Mexico they're going to make $4.36 this year then dip a little next year to 377 sales growth is 20% 26% in the September quarter before that was 62% before that's 47% and i think there's the growth sales growth is going to continue to be strong uh and i think i think you can buy here i i, I think it if you'll notice this is one of the few companies in this sector there's one of the few companies and these sectors, the commodity sectors, has not gone down for the year so far, like most of the other stocks. This sector has gone up so far this year. So I think that's a good sign. So no, I'm thinking this is a good time to buy it. It'd probably go back to the you know, to the eighty plus area. I think it's going back up there. No problem. Thanks for the call, Richard. Appreciate it. Eight 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 ninety nine charge. Since we were talking about cryptocurrencies, you know, uh, and earlier on a question uh, whether to buy that one that we were talking about, um, there there there's going to be more and more and more regulations. You know, China has has banned mining for cryptocurrencies. For uh, 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 and I don't think we are going to do that, but we might. Bitcoin mining what does mining mean that means going looking for more to more more to make more bitcoins how does that happen well what happens is it's set up that if you mine for it you have to mine for it by a computer by solving this very complex mathematical uh, equation formula whatever they call it and if you do you will be rewarded a new batch of Cryptocurrencies. That's how they're going to produce new cryptocurrencies. And there's mining going on, and it takes huge computer power to do so. And the reason why China is banning it and other countries have banned it is because it takes a tremendous amount of electricity to run these computers to such an extent because mining can be done by anybody. It is... (laughs) It's it's taking if if the electricity if you count electricity, okay, as a country being used for Bitcoin mining, it would be that far as draw, using the electricity. It'd be the thirty largest country in the world in energy consumption, thirtieth largest country. If you, it's just Bitcoin mining because of electricity. And think about all the metric tons. It's estimated 22 to 23 metric tons of CO2 emissions just because of Bitcoin mining. <laughs> so it's really having an impact out there. So it's kind of a complicated situation. I think Bitcoin is going to here to stay. And I think cryptocurrency here to stay. But not. But most of them are going to be gone or out of business. I don't think they're most because there's so many of them out there. Way too many. I'm Steve Peasley and this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein, I thank you for listening and encourage you to tell your friends and family members about our free podcast downloads. So get yours anytime you want. iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. And please be sure to review and rate us on iTunes. We appreciate it. We would appreciate that rating. Okay, whatever it is, we appreciate it. Okay, and you can leave a brief question, we'll answer it right away if you do rate us. We'll do that. Independent thinking, shared success. This is the best talk. Good night, everybody.
4: Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. of Fine Pavlis Peaceley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listening line at 888-99-CHART.